Welcome to Happy in the 15. Today's topic is are yearly surveys useless? What do you think, Sami? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I can back this up a bit. <laughs> so. All right. But yeah, I guess it, this is a this is really a topic that is close to close to our heart, and it's something that actually you know it's ready to how happy singles started, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think the really this part of the overall IT survey, there is really exact moments in the history that are reasons why we are here now. Yeah, yeah. So during one week, and this was about three and a half years ago, yeah, I got a phone call from two of our customer CIOs, and both of them saying same week that they are not going to send the yearly surveys out because they are useless. Yeah. So I think my quite strong opinion, sorry, com- comes from that, but okay. yes. You can use them for something, but but I think that is just the the showing how good you are. Yeah. Stuff. Well, let's dig into the to the challenges of yearly surveys. So so the first one is is what we're saying is it's kind of like a vanity metric. Yeah. So if you have a yearly survey, the kind of only thing what you can do is once a year look at it and 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 that we are doing greatly, and and you don't understand what happened during that year, so you kind of didn't learn anything. You just come back to the maybe the same results that you did one year ago. But one year in, in the current business environment, and I think we have been a lot of using the example of doing a yearly survey in December 2019. Yeah. In 2020, February, that was useless paper. Yeah. And, and you needed to do something continuous to understand the behavioral changes happening during the year. And it's, it's not only the COVID, because all the digital transformation, everything is changing. You might be changing your providers, you're changing tools, if you don't understand during the year what really is the created value, then when you get that report, you are just guessing what happened. And I think we have pumped in the in the positions where we have had yeah a great yeah. opportunity to see those yearly results and and yeah. trying to figure out what to. Yeah, I mean that 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 yearly number was part of our you know how our bonuses and incentives get calculated, but yeah. they were so slow. So like for example, I was responsible of of the internal services. And there was one service that we saw that, okay, that's below, let's put focus on that one. But before you do all the planning and what needs to change and you actually do the actions, you get the budgets to it, uh, and then you actually get it out, we just missed the next yearly survey by one week. So actually, I only got the results of that after two years. But what happened was that in two years, we changed the survey, so I actually never got the results back. So... We did did a lot of work, and I think good work, but we never got the feedback of was it actually impactful for the for the end users. Yeah, I think that's just from the people in IT getting the continuous feedback on how we are doing things and and tweaking a bit, continuous improvement in service management or or kind of doing any application development in the other areas of IT. You really need to get more feedback on how that work is going, and yeah. and to, to really be doing your job well. Yeah, and now. Even considering that there's a lot of, you know, you use a lot of cloud services and you, you don't have an impact of how they work, but you need to understand how they affect how people work and how people feel about it. So that then you can react, you can see, okay, what is the tweaking? Like we have discussed earlier, it's just a, it's kind of multidimensional, the experience. So you need to see that, okay, if I drill down into this problem, what does it, you know, come to a new, that's why having it once a year, it just doesn't cut it anymore. Yeah, and I think there's so several examples, like the big ones, meaning that let's say you changed your whole service desk provider from an MSP to another one. 
when you have a continuous measurement and you stay with the same kind of continuous measurement over that change, you can cooperate with the new vendor and really make sure that they are reaching the cap quite fast. So what we have seen is that every time you change an MSP provider, there is a drop. Yep. We have never seen it from the first week going up, but it depends how you handle that situation with the provider. But if I want to underline the problem, if you would have done this in a yearly survey, yeah. you wouldn't be doing it continuously. And you have no clue. Yeah. Just hear kind of bad feedback from the hallways, and then you are discussing with the provider, I think your service is worse than the old one. Yeah. And you're not able to give them any insight of what other areas they should be focusing yeah, on. Yeah, because then you still need to react, yeah. you know, not in a yearly way, but like a you know, daily matter. And then you're doing it on a gut feeling. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't have that real time data available. And it goes again who shouts the most that yeah. will be done. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> and then I guess we can also come from the employees' point of view. Yeah. I mean, for employees, those yearly surveys that, uh, that at least the ones I've seen, they are not short. It, it, yeah. it kind of takes an effort. So, so having that mentality that, okay, now I start to feel it, and then comes the next page and the next page, that's actually what people call survey fatigue, because mm. you get fatigue during that one survey because it's so long. So mm. I think that you kind of need to ask in the right moment, for example, it would make no sense if I now get a new laptop that, that you know you would ask me every week, how mm. am I doing with the laptop? Probably makes sense that you ask me a little bit after I got it, then maybe somewhere in the middle and maybe a few months before the life cycle comes to an end. That's it. You don't have to bother me like every month, every quarter about, about that one. Yeah. And when you kind of think about asking you know, in the right situation, and that's kind of what leads to the, to the response rates. Yeah. So you do get good response rates when you ask it in a proper time, in a proper way, and also in a way that, that people see that this has an impact to something. Yeah, and I think the, the timing also is that the quality of the feedback is much better if, the, if it's in the right timing, it's enough short survey and so on. Yeah. In those yearly surveys, you just you implement the task. Yeah, I would, do, I would do research and see what is the best time in a year is it before vacation or after to do it? And I would do yeah, it then. So just tip, don't do it in December if you yeah. don't want to have low scores. I, I exactly. think that is something we see from the yeah, yeah. global results. Yeah. And then I guess the last one is the too costly. So yeah. we heard from one customer that the yearly survey from an external vendor cost 108,000 euros per year. Yeah. That's quite a lot of money to get a vanity metric. Yeah, and that then doesn't then react. Exactly. And then I think the, it's still, in a way, quite a heavy project. Yes. That in, in one week you make those decisions on what you are going to implement. But I think before yeah. this podcast we had a discussion that both of us remember those times when we were using this kind of results. That yeah. the second time we looked at them was after we got the next results. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's okay, maybe our fault, but yeah. I think that yeah. is the kind of a yeah, quite typical way. And I think also when you change them, because then of course if you get another person in and next year to do it, it's kind of this not invented here, so I need yeah. to make it better. So let's improve it, but at the same time change it so you can't compare it anymore to your previous results. Yeah. But what is the answer, you know, not having a yearly IT survey? I guess it's what we're discussing, the continuous experience management. Do you want to quickly yeah. go through that one? Yeah, I think this all comes to the not being the vanity, really being focused on doing a change, doing an improvement for those things you are measuring. And, and a very, very big part of, of course, that is sharing that data. 
and sharing that data with right people, meaning that you said that you had KPI in, in mm. that yearly survey. Mm. Uh, quite an interesting KPI if you don't have any contact to how you are doing regards to your KPI during the year. Yeah. So uh, not useful because you have to learn all the time, is there something I have to do, shift the focus to something. And that sharing of the data, making it possible for different roles in IT to really look at it from their perspective is, is really key yeah. to use the data. So we always saying that the measurement part, when you do that right, it is the easiest part. Yeah. And then identify maybe, I would say, the, even the most important, that you really find those areas from the end user perspective that you should be doing differently. Yeah, and I think that identifying like in this, you know, I, running IT nowadays is not easy. No, so, exactly. and it's, you know, all this agile and everything, I think, you know, people don't know quite where to do this, all this agile stuff. Now let's try to fix everything at the same time and we are maybe not doing anything properly. So with the agile thing, you could just take, okay, the focus, this is the one that is the main problem. Let's do that, let's fix it, let's improve it. We continue measuring that at the same time we start fixing mm-hmm. the next thing and this will create the, the cycle. Yeah, I think in service management continuity improvement this is very key. Thinking, a part of thinking like, like this. But I think we kind of add a bit more about that sharing thing yeah. to the typical thinking because yeah. we really believe that really to make it more important, more interesting for employees in IT, yeah. this experience is, is really giving them reason yeah. why we are doing changes, why we are implementing new applications. If it's just a timetable and budget, yeah. it is not really motivating. But if you are really helping people do something more efficiently and, and they are more happy to it, yeah. I would like to work in that kind of environment. And kind yeah. of we are. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> and uh, like good customer <coughs> examples, there's uh, there's the customer webinar on, on a website, the uh, Alstom Munkshire case. Yep. They are like very lean IT organization inside Alstom Munkshire. But then they have multiple vendors globally, different mm-hmm. vendors. So how would you align like if you have more employees in the vendor side that you have internally, how would you align them? Yeah. And and having this very simple target that, hey, we listen to the employees, we see what is the problem and we fix those and we do it continuously so that we learn like every month they have these, these happiness meetings that yeah. they actually go and review. And they just the thing that they do is that they just share the data. Okay, mm-hmm. this is now what the data says and everybody can have their say, what do you think, you know, it means. Yeah. And so once in a month, not yes, once in a year. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but then kind of leads us into into this this topic that it kind of also depends on your role. But mm-hmm. but having this continuous data, everybody can find their focus area. But now if we listen here from our customer, uh, Campari Group CIO Chris Woods, how he feels like like why this is really important. Yeah. So let's go for Chris. I always use the analogy of, of the first thing a sales director looks at when he gets in the office is his daily sales report. How much did my guys sell yes. yesterday? And am I tracking you know, um, on, online for the month? Um, for me, it's the same thing. Uh, I come in the morning, one of the first things I will look at is you know, what is the progression of, of the reports, the, the consumer experience reports. Yeah. Um, not having that, I would feel very, very exposed in talking to my business stakeholders around the service that we are providing as an IT organization. Yeah, so so like Chris said, you know, looking at those numbers every day, 
like a yeah. sales director. Think about the sales director having a CRM yearly report. <laughs> How much did we sell? <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, and I think now here, when talking about this whole experience management and moving from that yearly survey to continuous, I think the, the learning that ID has to do there is, is what is the change to different roles and yeah. who really are the people that are using the data. I think we are quite often who should be using the data, yeah. but that is kind of a, uh, let's turn the question around. Who will want to see the data when they first see it? Yeah. Who want to really be focused on, on developing things? And I think that changes how we work in IT in, in many, many different roles. And in the net, next Happy in 15, we are going to talk about yeah, this actually, area in more Yeah, exactly. More let's go into this, this picture deeply. Like, how can you really, how can everybody in the IT organization actually get value out, yeah. of, out of the experience data? But yeah, I think... Uh, that kind of starts to sum up this week's episode. Uh, I think, uh, you know, anybody else want to challenge us with the yearly survey, please use the social media, call Sami, whatever you, you feel is the, is the right, right forum. But uh, please join us again next week for the next uh, topic on, on Happy in 15. And uh, yeah, stay safe and stay happy.